0: Yeah, so I, I feel I would like to you know dive a little bit deeper in a concrete example such as Trees AI. What it reminds me of is like I grew up with the idea of like stewardship from the North American uh, Lakota traditions through my father and being that like gardener's family child, and I know how weird it felt when my father told me that, you know, people invaded a whole continent, you know, that belonged to everyone. And then they were suddenly mer- making claims and telling the indigenous, you know, to 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 move to another place because now somebody has a piece of paper that gives him the right to own that piece of property. Without wanting to romanticize um, indigenous cultures, it feels almost as if, the deep codes that you're trying to reinstall on a new level supported by smart um, technology as an example through Trees AI enable for the first time to build new contractual relationships that actually allow to capture the multiple entangled uh, co-beneficiary uh, spillover effects of, of these yeah, new asset classes. and allow also to to create new ways to invest and finally also to create new ways to like allow citizens to take care about where they live so i feel like i feel like inviting another participant and the participant is a slide deck um, from dark matter labs it's called uh, it's a project it's called trees ai so trees as infrastructure does not read a trees artificial intelligence but trees as infrastructure so i'm not too sure if we are going to run through the full deck but i'm i'm just super curious what parts you would hide, highlight for the audience because in as much as I get it is usually you have the problem that trees are seen as a liability and not as an asset, where actually cities and bioregions um, can can invest into, and this is not just a thought exercise. There are actually cities. Who are now putting money into that, and we're actually also in negotiations to, like, yeah, scale that project. So um, maybe can you tell a little bit how that project started, where it is standing, and then we run through a couple of uh, slides just to, yeah, give some hands-on examples.
1: Absolutely. So the the project started with, um, you know, a very simple conversation, whereas the city was looking. To invest in a rainwater sewer because of the increased risk of flooding. And the conversation was why would you not invest in a network of forests, microforests, as opposed to a rainwater sewer? And the answer was really straightforward. And it's an ugly answer, but it's a truthful answer. The rainwater sewer sat on the balance sheet of the city, whereas trees were a liability. on on it because the ecological services could not be accounted for, measured and provided for. And that seemed like, okay. there's a problem here that our accounting infrastructure can't understand uh, the value of nature and can't actually allow us to make relative uh, new uh, different forms of investment cases for it. So that's where the word trees as infrastructure really came from, is how do we see this stuff as infrastructure not just um visual decoration de- decoration and and we see the effects of this trees as infrastructure issue uh, everywhere whether it's cities that chop down trees after 10 years because actually the maintenance cost gets too high and the insurance costs get too high so they tell you we're going to chop them down or replace them with 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 uh, with new trees but the reality what they're doing is is just chopping them down to turn them into cheap um Visual decoration because a tree really, really only produces its big ecological services after 40 years. So, what we had was a was a, was an incentive problem was a fundamental problem. Now, at the same time, what we had was actually we recognise all of our cities are facing increased flooding risks, certainly in the global north, and they're also facing increased heat island risks. So, cities grow, you know, temperature increases if we have one and a half degrees average, we're going to see cities be three and a half to four degrees higher. So what we're seeing is cities also become heat island effects. At the same time, what we're seeing is massive health health related issues. So what became obvious was that actually, how do we do a next generation investment? How do we make trees as infrastructure investable? And then I think the next part of the problem was, how do we not do this in a monolithic way? How do we not do this as a city goes, hey, we're gonna have we are gonna force this down everywhere. Because actually that centralized view doesn't take account of the real needs of hyper-localization that's required and also doesn't build there is um stewardship cost of land and the stewardship cost of these things is significant so but if trees and uh, micro urban forests are grown by communities and managed by communities the social value and the health value is massive so it's no lo- it's not just sufficient to say we want trees how we build them is as important and how we grow this is as important now what became clear is if you want to do this you have to think about this at the level of infrastructure so it's not about projects, it's not making one tree, you know, one small urban forest will not make a difference. You won't deal with the rainwater issue, or the rainwater flooding issue by building one forest. So somehow we've got to deal with the coordination problem. So we have to, to incentivize and support the coordinated increase in ecological services in an area, whilst ensuring they're they're provided by decentralized actors And then what we have to be able to do is measure those increase in services and show the additionality and to be able to value that additionality in terms of what additional water absorption capacity is there, what additional cooling is being provided, and to be able to offset that in the right location with the right liabilities. So in certain locations, if you were to put trees down or a forest down, it would have those impacts. So you have to be able to match geographically and also coordinate that at a a whole landscape level. Uh, when you can marry those liabilities geographically with those assets built by communities you can then basically start to talk about funding those at scale so for example glasgow uh, i think it's glasgow but you know cities have up to 10 million pounds of flooding risk a year so how do we then grow so 10 million a year would mean that you could capture hundreds of million to be able to invest in the capital to manage that 10 million a year of liability so that starts to open up a completely different way of seeing trees as infrastructure across the city, but generated infrastructure, micro-generative infrastructure built by communities, which works in coordination at a whole city level.
0: Um, so the way that I understand it, it's almost that there's like, let's say, a base level of data through smart metering generated um, but there is also something that is very specific to the municipality because obviously it depends on the climate, it depends on the size of the forest. It depends yeah. e- even like really even more place based on the like microclimate. It's very place Absolutely. based.
1: So what what you can do is automate those typologies. So one of the you know really interesting work that Carlos is doing is she's leading all this stuff. And, and with the really brilliant team, is actually looking at how you match. Match those locational liabilities, so certain neighborhoods will have certain types of risks, whether it's flooding risk in that neighborhood in a particular location, or it will be heat island effects, because actually there's people that are elderly and isolated. So actually what you can start to do is really actively automate the 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 allocation of those asset and liability mapping, and that then allows you to be able to optimise capital investment, which you could almost gift to communities to build these assets in a generative way, because actually these are these are civic assets in that in that sense. So for for us, trees infrastructure is a new class of civic infrastructure that's emerging as a function of new. Uh, d, um, deep codes and dark matter. So these new many-to-many business models weren't possible before. The automated allocation wasn't possible before. So uh, the idea of new forms of governance and contracting in that framework wasn't meant much for. Our relationship with trees needs to, our stewardship of trees needs to be augmented with technology as well, to be able to actually build assisted community, uh, community governance. So these new capacities are opening up new possibilities of these infrastructures. And so for this, this is what I meant about how do we use these new deep codes to actually support the transformation and build infrastructure? So, so you know, trees infrastructure as well. We're doing work in like, around soil as infrastructure and looking at the benefits of soil, actually, farming and soil uh, in that sense. So, we're looking at whole city retrofit. So how do you do whole city retrofit, not in a centralized top down way, but in a community driven mass? mass emergence way and orchestrating the macro business models and the value models in different formats, which actually deals with you know, the impact value, the spillover value, and the large-scale monetary value of those investments and being able to structure that. Or we're doing it on serious play of how we, how we build playful cities and understanding the mental health benefits of that. So for us, these infrastructures are actually examples of what a new type of deep code, uh, and dark matter starts to unleash as a critical part of our capacity into the future.
0: Let's 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 give some facts and figures because so far I understand that like Trees AI, uh, trees AI is like almost the visible part, like the embodiment of a new type of deep code that we want to install out there, which like gives agency back to the communities, which gives agency back to the citizens. When I just look at that um, super large sum, you know, this this huge trillion dollar funding gap, and I see um, the very hands-on example of, of TREES. How many cities are starting that project like now and with how many is Dark Matter Labs in negotiations? What are like just the scales of uh, yeah, of money deployed we are talking about here?
1: So it's a really good question. So one of the things, one of the reasons I I think looking at the infrastructure scale is important is that one of the big challenges for what I would call good capital in its very very biggest sense or impact financing in its very biggest sense has been that impact financing has been too much focused on startups and so impact funds have been focused almost entirely on startups and social startups whereas actually the reality is we need impact investing to work at the infrastructure level because the quantum of capital involved is fundamentally different which mean and the quantum of impact is fundamentally different. Now, so when you talk about these numbers, what you find is so cities like Madrid are looking at four hundred million to build a regional forest. Right. So we're talking about numbers at the infrastructure level uh, of financing, and that I think not only changes capital, so the impact capital, it uh, changes the the viability of the market. It starts to change the viability of actually impact financing it starts to put good capital on the table which i think is essential in these sort of civic infrastructures so as the numbers you're putting up these are extraordinary numbers so i don't think this is a you know this is not a tail problem we're seeing large commitments from cities all across milan prague glasgow edinburgh all cities are seeing this as a critical part of the infrastructure so the question is how do we build it And the question is, how do we structure it? And the question is, how do we structure it not to create sort of, um, not to create single point benefits, but actually this plurality of benefits. And how do you do it for 200 years' of value in that process? And that I think is exactly that. It's a very large market. I think where Dartmouth's ambition is to shift whole classes of value and build a whole new class Of infrastructure, civic infrastructure investment driven by impact finance in a way that's never been done before.